friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. Hey friends, so for December, we're doing something a little bit different here on the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. I've actually invited some fabulous ladies from my team to come and share their thoughts and their wisdom with you around the ideas of intentional living and time management and all of those, you know, really important buzzwords uh, that, you know, let's be honest. Sometimes they can feel like just that, you know, just a bunch of noise and we're not really learning anything new or gleaning anything of value. But um, I want to assure you that what Carly is going to share this week and what Victoria will share next week are um, some really great insights. And I think you're going to learn a lot. And, you know, best of all, you're learning from women who are just like you. They are moms who work in the margins in the midst of their families and their busy lives, and they make things happen. And they truly are your example when it comes to intentional living. They walk the walk. You all know I'm, you know, super passionate about the fact that Brilliant Business Moms isn't just about me. It's about all of you and all of your brilliant ideas. So uh, I, of course, have an amazing team. So I'm really excited to uh, welcome Carly and Victoria to the mic over the next few weeks. Um, So anyways, this week you're going to hear from Carly. And Carly has several amazing ideas for you for how you can keep this Christmas season really intentional. She has some ideas and traditions that her family has been doing for the past 10 years, and they are awesome. And actually, Carly has uh, taken a lot of these intentional holiday ideas and turned them into an amazing holiday planner for all of us, and you can grab that for free. You just need to go to bit.ly forward slash free holiday planner. Okay, so bit.ly slash free holiday planner, and we'll send you that planner right to your inbox. And it's got some really fun things. And I know, yeah, there are a lot of holiday planners out there, but what I love about this one is that, yes, it's got the practical stuff like your gift list or your party planning, but it has some amazing pages and ideas for you on how to get back to what really matters, how to prioritize other people, how to prioritize giving, how to prioritize making amazing memories with your family, how to make the holidays not about stuff, but about a whole lot more than that. And you're going to love hearing from Carly. And I printed off my holiday planner just today, and my family and I are going to be going over it together. Because again, you guys, seriously, and I'll let Carly explain everything to you, but there are so many great ideas here for for how to be intentional um, with your holiday season. And I'm so excited to, to use them with my family this year, and I know you will be too. So I'm going to let Carly uh, take it away, but just keep in mind as you're listening that all of the ideas that Carly is going to share with you, you can grab the planning pages that go right along with them at bit.ly slash free holiday planner. All right, take it away, Carly. Hello, and happy holidays. 
This is Carly from the Brilliant Business Moms team, and I'm just so excited that Beth Ann invited me to come on the podcast this week and share with you the things that my family has done for about the past 10 years to keep the holiday season simple and yet very meaningful for my family. My husband Daniel and I have been married about 18 years, and we have three awesome kids. McKenna is 16, Gabe is 13, and Juliana is 11. But this started about a decade ago when we were kind of looking at our December calendars and our kids and everything that all of us had going on and realizing this is too much. There's so much going on between the parties and the events and the responsibilities that we had at church, plus gift shopping and gift giving and holiday meals and family gatherings. It was so much. And actually, I can remember at least three Christmases where I was really sick. And I think that really had to do with how tired we were and how much we had tried to push ourselves to do all of the things. It just wasn't good. It wasn't healthy. And so Daniel and I sat down with a piece of paper and our calendars, and we decided to make a list of what mattered the most to us. And we felt like that would really free us up to say no to what we didn't really care about or what didn't really matter. So we started from the top and we knew right away that what mattered the most was our family of five. We just knew from a very beginning of being parents that we had so few years with our kids. And now that our oldest is 16, man, that is really coming true. <laughs> and we really wanted to just be intentional and make the most out of every you know moment we had with them and all of the Christmases we got with them. And so... What we did was we put our family, the five of us, at the very top of the list and decided, you know, what can we do to prioritize this? How can we keep this the most important thing of the holiday season? Now, at the same time, though, what we weren't really thrilled with when we were kind of looking around and seeing what was going on was the the focus on self and the focus on what I'm getting. And that's fine. Our kids make Christmas wish lists and we love buying gifts for our kids. That's not the issue. But what we didn't want was December and the holidays, Christmas, to turn into what am I going to get? What am I going to get? So we wanted them to really see that there's so much joy in giving both gifts and a piece of yourself or an act of kindness. And so the very first thing that we did was we established acts of kindness within our family. So on December 1st, we everyone puts their name on a piece of paper and we fold it in half and throw it in a hat. And then we drew them. Now, when our kids were really little, we had to help. So there was always a parent or an older sibling assigned to the youngest one if they couldn't read yet or whatever. Um, we helped. But as they've gotten older, this has now become something we keep a secret. But we, we picked out names and obviously we tried not to get ourselves. <laughs> we put that back if you get yourself. And then for the next week, That would just be the person that you did little acts of service or little acts of kindness for. And when our kids were really little, we didn't want them to feel like their little acts of kindness were any less important than something we could do as adults. And so we kept it very simple. It could be as simple as coloring a picture or telling us a funny joke or offering to put somebody's shoes away or maybe carrying in some groceries. I remember one time my youngest, Juliana, she um, lined up all the shoes in my closet. It was so cute. Something I just didn't really take the time to do, of course, with little kids, but um, something she could do for me. And I just came in and all my shoes were lined up in a row, all matched up. And she was only about three and it was just so darling. And so we just taught them, you know, you can look 
outside yourself. You can look around at what's going on with other people and you can come up with ways, no matter how old or how young you are, to do something kind and serving to another person. And that's been such a great thing for them and they look forward to it. I will say that we do try, you know, we we pull names again after a week is up and then you have a new person for the next week. And we do try to not repeat people, but I have some clear memories of a couple of years where one of my kids would get the same sibling over and over again. And there was even tears involved um, when they were just frustrated because they weren't getting along with that particular sibling very well. But we let it be and we didn't fix it. And we let them have that sibling again. And what happened was through all of that struggle and through having to work very hard to do something kind for someone they weren't particularly happy with, the relationship improved and there was some softening of hearts. And it was really a beautiful thing. So while we do try to let everybody have a chance to get everybody else, we don't, you know, we don't rig it. We don't try to fix it if it doesn't need fixing. I will tell you that we do take our kids shopping end of November, beginning of December, we let them each buy, you know, one little thing for each person in the family. And it's really little. It might be a pack of gum or a favorite candy, or um, my kids love those little stretchy gloves. You know, those are so fun. And the point is that the rest of the week, you know, they have one little gift to give, a treat to leave on a pillow. But the rest of the week, they're doing acts of service that come from their own heart and their own ideas, or we help them come up with ideas. And the point isn't just to buy gifts. The point is that the gift of giving of yourself is just as important or even better than sometimes, you know, a gift you can purchase with money. So the other thing that we did within our family, well, we still do, but we started when they were young, is we don't really buy our kids a lot of Christmas presents. Before you think that's crazy, let me tell you what we do instead. And don't worry, grandparents and aunts and uncles love to spoil them. They do get plenty of gifts. But from very, very early on, we didn't buy our kids presents. Instead, what we do is right at the end of November, beginning of December, we take a weekend or two where, and we used to have to get a babysitter to do this, but we take each kid out individually. So Daniel and I take one kid at a time and we go on what we call our Christmas date. It starts with a meal of their choice at a restaurant. And sometimes our kids pick breakfast and sometimes they pick lunch and sometimes dinner and it varies and it's so fun to see what they're gonna come up with that year. But we start at a meal at a restaurant and we sit across the table from them and we just kind of reflect back on the year. We talk about our favorite memories and the things that made the year so wonderful. And then we talk about what made the year difficult and what challenges we had and how we overcame them. We love to share with our kids how overcoming a struggle shows you that you can overcome another struggle. And so we'll sit there and kind of reflect back on what was hard, but we always try to turn it into, yeah, but you came through and this is how we came through. And honestly, there's been very hard years, years of moving away from family and friends or years of losing a loved one. There's even been tears at some of these meals when we reflect on the past year, but we always try to move it into the positive and show them, you know, we got through, this is how we got through. Then we start looking ahead to the next year. And as we do that, 
We talk about some goals that they might have or some hopes or dreams that they might have. And they've been hilarious and priceless. Anything from grades they want to get or skills they want to conquer in a certain sport, all the way up to keeping a room clean or (laughs) um, reading a certain number of books. There's just been so many different goals that they've come up with and dreams that they have. And that's always so fun just to sit with one kid at a time across the table and just talk about what do you want next year to look like? What do you want to sit here a year from now and say, hey, this is what I accomplished. This is what I did. From there, after the meal, and, and we don't rush it, that's a very sweet time, uh, we head out to some stores. And what we've asked our kids to do is to pay attention. So they've been paying attention to what their siblings are interested in and what they like for the last month or so. And we give them a budget, and then they also contribute to that budget. So some years it's been very small. We maybe have given them 15 or $20, and then they pitch in 10. And other years it's been a little bit bigger. When they were young, we tried to steer them in the right direction of what to get for their siblings. I have crystal clear memories of our youngest, Juliana, (laughs) shopping for her brother. And she got to the My Little Ponies and she said, he would love this. (laughs) Of course, she would love that. But it was the thought that counted in, in her head if she would love it and it would be a fabulous gift for her. It would have been a fabulous gift for him. But of course, we didn't let her buy that. But for the most part, they've really impressed us with how much they have studied their siblings and paid attention and what they know that they want to get them. One year, our son even knew exactly what store to go to and exactly what shelf to go to because he'd been paying attention and he knew just what his sister would want. And another year, in fact, he'd also been paying attention and he knew that she wanted a shelf to put some trophies on, but he really wanted to build it himself. And so my husband helped him pick out wood and pick out paint. And for the next couple of weeks, they spent secret hours in the garage building and painting the shelf for his sister. It was absolutely precious. That's been such a fun thing to watch them do because they've really learned the value of paying attention to what their siblings care about and giving to them. And I will tell you that Christmas morning, the sibling gifts, as we call them, are the ones they want to open the most, but they are so much more excited to give the gifts to their siblings than they are to get their gifts from their siblings. And that's what has blessed Daniel and me so much. See how much they love to give to each other. Oh, I did want to give you a couple tips if you decide to do this. Like I said, when they're really little, um, we let them get a big gift and maybe a few little gifts for their stockings. We have a lower budget and we do give some input. In the middle years, maybe seven through 10 or so, we've tried to give them some more free range and maybe a slightly bigger budget, but still have some input. And then what we're finding now with teenagers, and this is kind of new for our family, is that our teenagers really only want one big gift. (laughs) It's an instrument or a piece of technology or something. They don't want a bunch of toys and little stuff. And so what we've done now is um, they do the stocking shopping for their siblings. And we still give them a decent budget and they contribute and they're older so they can contribute more. And they've had to work for friends or neighbors or for us to earn this money. But they now go and buy really fun sometimes goofy, but still very personal and important um, stocking presents for their siblings because we tend to just end up giving them one big gift. So if you end up doing this, just know it kind of changes over the years and that's okay. We've kind of had to change with it. But this I would say is probably my family's absolute favorite tradition. It is one that they talk about 
all leading up to Christmas and they cannot wait to go on their date with mom and dad. In fact, this year we're going to have a foreign exchange student in our home and the kids have already been asking, are you going to take her on a date or is she going with one of us or how are you going to do Christmas dates with our foreign exchange student? It's so cute. Okay, so that is how we have made traditions with our family really simple and it's really streamlined gift giving too, but really meaningful. And let me just share real quickly a couple of other things that we've done that help the kids see the value in giving to others outside of our family. So the first one that we've done is called 12 Days of Giving or 12 Days of Christmas. And we actually were the recipients of this first and that's how we learned how to do it. But here's what it basically is. Starting December 13th, you take a gift to a family. We try to pick a family that has some kind of need. And so it might be that they're new in town, so they don't have family nearby and they just don't know that many people. You know, it's just a little different or a little lonely. And so we just want to bless them. Or it might be a family that struggled financially this year and it would have a hard time putting a lot of gifts or even some gifts under the tree. We try to be intentional about the family that we choose, just somebody that we feel could use that little extra bit of blessing or encouragement. But every night we take a gift and we leave it outside their house. And we've done theme years. We've done not themed years. We've done mostly food when we think that that's most beneficial. And we've done gifts for the different kids. But every night until Christmas Eve, we take a gift and leave it. And we try to be so sneaky and go in the dark and tiptoe up and park far away. And that's half the fun is, you know, trying not to get caught and trying to come up with all the different ways that you can leave gifts for these, this family. And then on Christmas Eve, we end up usually seeing the people that we've been giving gifts to at our Christmas Eve service. But you could just show up at their house. That's another option. And we reveal who we are and why we did this. And um, usually we have a good gift for the family or a meal for the family or gifts for each individual kid all wrapped up. And I can't even begin to tell you how much fun this is. We, I think our family enjoys doing this every bit as much as they enjoy getting presents on Christmas. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be so, so simple and doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but it should take some thought. And that's really the point we've tried to make with our kids is you put some thought into this. Like I said, we've done some themed years. This year, we're actually going to do the actual 12 days of Christmas. And so we're trying to match our gifts up to, you know, each little day of Christmas. And so um, the one they came up with right away (laughs) was donuts for five golden rings. So I'm so excited about that. So cute that they came up with that. And it's just been so neat to let our kids get involved in this and help us pick out gifts and help us come up with the theme or even the family we want to bless this year. They just love it. And this year, since we have a driver, she can even do some of the gift giving and drop off. And she's so excited to be part of that sneaky part of this. That's a way that we've just found so fun to bless some friends of ours and make their Christmas just a little bit extra special. And some years it's just been such a blessing to be able to encourage a family that's having a hard time and know that, you know, every morning when they wake up, they're going to have a really fun thing to wake up to, to just, just make the season a little brighter. And then the final area that we came up with all those years ago of how we want to focus on simplifying Christmas, but also keeping it incredibly meaningful and intentional is just little ways that we could bless the people in our community. You know, we're all busy, right? We're just so busy around Christmas. And as much as the magic of Christmas is in the air and it's just fun and festive and decorated and um, the holidays are just so wonderful, they also can be lonely or they also can be sad or even just like we were saying before, stressful. I know I was stressed out for many years and I don't wanna be that way. 
And so what we've tried to do is show our kids that one extra step, going one extra step to bless someone, make their day easier, just do an unexpected act of kindness is something that can go such a long way for someone. So these are so, so simple. We have done things anywhere from holding the door open while people come in and out, or offering to help someone load their groceries into their car, or how about leaving a bigger tip when you go out to dinner and blessing that waitress, or paying it forward in the drive-through where you pay for the person behind you, um, their meal or their coffee or whatever it is. We've done really simple things like offering to help a neighbor put some decorations up, How about shoveling snow from a neighbor's driveway, inviting a family over for a meal that's having a hard time that year, or even just um, writing a grandparent a Christmas card, a handwritten Christmas card, or drawing them a picture, something that they would love to get in the mail. Again, we just really wanted our kids to see that even though we want to know what they want for Christmas and we love to buy them gifts, it's so easy, it's so simple to take a minute and do something kind for somebody else and um, get the gift of giving instead of always the gift of receiving. So that's how we've just put our own spin on the holiday season, how we said no to the hustle and bustle. Um, Not that we don't have to do it. We still do shopping and meal prep and visiting family and friends and all of the things. We've just learned that it's okay to say no. It's okay to prioritize what's best for our family and best for our kids and what's most meaningful to us. And it's good to look outside yourself and see someone else that you can do something kind for. And it really doesn't take that much of your time to do it. Thanks for sharing this time with me. And um, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Okay, you guys, wasn't that just amazing to hear from Carly? Like I said, she really walks the walk. She's such an intentional person. I'm so excited to give all of her ideas a try this year. And I have to tell you that... Even just learning from her and starting to think about implementing her ideas has me really excited for this Christmas season. It is so fun to just get outside of ourselves and to start thinking about the ways that we can bless other people. Um, And so I hope you'll go grab your free holiday planner, bit.ly forward slash free holiday planner. And make sure you let us all know um, what different ideas you implemented this year to make your holiday season especially meaningful and memorable. Before you go, I would love it so much if you would take just a minute to leave Brilliant Business Moms a rating and review. You know, it sounds like a silly thing to ask for, but believe it or not, iTunes really looks at those rating and reviews in terms of where they rank our podcasts in search and in different podcast categories. So by simply taking a minute, telling us what you think of the show, it lets other brilliant business moms just like you find our podcast and they get to tune in every week. So you're doing not just us a favor, but you're doing a lot of other fabulous moms just like you a favor too.